new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. All right, well, first of all, we welcome in Von Miller from the Bills in the building, our VIP guest on the crew. You know I'm your host, Josine Anderson. What's up, Vaughn? What's going on? How's it going, Josina? I'm glad to, you know, finally be on the show, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, and, you know, you're on the show because you're back from the bye. Really quick, before we get into everything, I just want to know what you, what you did for your bye. Did you go to Turks and Caicos, Cancun, Ibiza? Where'd you go? <laughs> Uh, for my bye week, I went down to Dallas. Um, you know, at, at 33 years old, it's, it's not much that I really want to do. I just mm. want to play golf and, and kick it with my son. You know, my son's in Dallas, so I played golf four out of the six days that we had off, and I kicked it with him, you know, six out of the six days. So I did everything that I wanted to do. Got to see my mom and my dad and, you know, my <laughs> nephews and my uncles and my aunties and my, and my grandmother. So got to spend time with family and got to go golf, and that's, that's all I really wanted to do. So you got some birdies or you were a tiger in the woods? I didn't get a birdie at all, but I, I, I had a couple of pars. Okay. Um, you know, really, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm really not that good, but <laughs> I, I have fallen in love with the process to become mm -hmm. good. You know, and I think, um, you know, being an adult and really uh, trying to figure something else out is, you know, you, you go through that embarrassment phase, you go through that anxiety phase. And I feel comfortable in that space. And you can you have these little itty bitty jumps each and every day. Like you get better at something else each and every day. And I like being in that, that mode. You know, when you're a little kid, you, you're trying to learn something new and you go through those same type of uh, emotions. But, you know, you're a little kid and you just zoom through it. And I think being an adult and really just doing something that I'm not a pro at is, is, is something that I, that I find attractive and I, I really like being out there. Well, I'm sure you don't look no worse than Charles Barkley. I'm, I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you're fine. But listen here, you guys, before you went into the bye, had that huge win over the uh, Kansas City Chiefs 24-20. So now that you've had a chance to be back in the building a little bit and observe things, <laughs> what would you say kind of is the impact of that win just on the team's psyche you know, and, and confidence mentality, so to speak, and, and the general rest overall. What win, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, what win? You know, mm. it's, uh, it's just another day here at the office. Mm. Um, you know, we've been preaching since we came in this week. You know, we want to reestablish, refocus, and recommit, you know, to the things that we want to do this season. Um, the ultimate goal is, of course, to go to the playoffs and win a, and a, win a world championship. But we want to take it one week at a time. We got so we've been working on getting back in the groove. Um, we've been uh, recommitting. You know, we came in at 7:30 today for a defensive line meeting. We didn't have to be here until you know 8:45. So mm. got in there with all the guys, um, players only meeting to watch film, listen to loud music, and just really get back in our groove again. Um, we know this is a is a is a it's a tough week this week. You know, there are no underdogs in this sport. Um, Green Bay Packers, they've been, having some, they've been having some trouble. And we want to make sure that they continue to have that trouble. We don't want them to find their groove against, you know, the Buffalo Bills at Hallmark Stadium on Sunday Night Football. So we, we, we've been preaching recommitting, reestablishing, and re, um, recommitting, reestablish, and refocus. Refocus, my bad, and refocus. <laughs> Is that's that Boyko helping you out? That's been our motto this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's been our motto this week. Um, and we're just doing that. We had a great week of practice. We had great film session, great workout. Um, we got a fast Friday tomorrow, and we're, we're all about it. And, you know, I'm just happy to be here with the guys, and we got a primetime game coming up on Sunday versus a future Hall of Famer. I know guys mm. throw that – they throw that term around all the time. Like, mm. it takes a lot to go to the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. You know, I hate when people say, this guy's a future Hall of Famer, this guy's a future Hall of Famer. 
the quarterback that we played before the bye week, Pat, mm. Patrick Mahomes, mm. he's a future Hall of Famer. Mm. Aaron Rodgers, he's a future Hall of Famer. Those guys are future Hall of Famers, and we got a, another great opportunity on Sunday Night Football to go out there and, and prove what type of team that we are. Well, really quickly, I just wanted to say all it takes is me playing dip set to get into my groove in the gym. So I don't know what y'all were playing to get in, <laughs> in the groove over there, but sounds like something is working because I, I feel the vibe from you. But you were obviously talking about Aaron Rodgers. And before we get into the football stuff really quickly, I just want you to give me what was your initial reaction when you're seeing 45 year old Tom Brady and the Bucks losing against the Panthers and then 38 year old Aaron Rodgers losing against the Commanders. We know their quarterback status, but what was your initial reaction to that? And be honest. <laughs> There are no underdogs in this league. You know, mm -hmm. that's just, that's what makes our sport great. Um, you can go undefeated, and you can go all the way up until the Super Bowl, win all the playoff games, and then you can lose until the underdog. That, you know, hence the Patriots versus the, the New York Giants. You could, um, you know, have a dream team. You know, we had a dream team with the Eagles, and it just doesn't pan out. You know, you have, uh, you know, all of these things. You have all these games you're supposed to win that you don't win, and you have games that you're supposed to lose. But you end up winning, and I think that's. But what are they makes on a the decline though? Great. But would you say they are they on a the decline? Nah, nah, they're not on a decline. I'm 33 years old. I'm not. I'm not about to talk about nobody's decline. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I, I feel like they can do it as long as they as long as they put their mind to it. You know, quarterback and pass rushing is totally different. But you know, seeing those guys do it at a high level, it it um seeing those guys do it at a high level at 45 years old and, and 40 years old, like it it motivates me. It, it lets me know that. I can do that same thing. And of course, you know, playing quarterback and, and rushing a pass is totally different. But, you know, Maurice Green did it. Maurice Green did it deep into his uh, 40s as well. I like to think that my position on the football field is more like a track athlete, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to get off and sprints. So, you know, you have world-class sprinters. You know, Michael Johnson did it deep into, you know, his career as well. So I'm hoping to have that, that same type of success deep into, you know, my, my late 30s and early 40s as well. And really quickly, before I deviate to the next question, I just wanted to ask you, because I know you're talking about it from a football standpoint, but relative to what we know, some of the things that is, even specifically Tom Brady are going through, does it make you have a pause about the importance? And I talk about this with Morris Chestnut all the time because he's been married 20 years and I always tell him his wife gives him so much peace to be able to, you know, display all this perfection that he does, you know, in his everyday routine. Does it give you any pause about the importance of that balance in the personal life relative to how it can or cannot spill over, even when you think of the context of some of the things that you have gone through off of the field? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, life, it just happens. You know, you, you can't, you know, you, uh, it's a saying that, um, that my, my dad told me, um, if you want to make God laugh, then start making plans. Mm -hmm. You know, in life, it just, it just happens, man, and it happens each and every day. And you, you just got to be mentally tough to really ride that storm. And I think once you play deep into your career, you know, life is just going to happen. You know, and I think what makes us great on the football field makes us great off the football field as well. You got to be mentally tough and you got to be able to compartmentalize and you got to be able to focus. And um, I think that's what makes us great on the football field and makes us great off the football field as well. Well, I would at least insert that as a female, I think that the appreciation is probably up, but I'll say that. You, <laughs> uh, you don't you know have I mean, to say that. Say I'll it. say that. You but look, you wanna, you, you, what'd you say? I mean, you know, you know, peace off the football field is, is peace on the football field as well, but you can't really control, you know, life. Life just happens each and every day, and whenever life happens, you, you got to be you got to be mentally tough. You know, to be a leader on this team and to be leaders on the other team, you got to 
you know, compartmentalize, come to work and be the same guy that you were, you know, when things were great. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to compartmentalize and all the greats and not only in the football field, but race car drivers and basketball players and, you know, politicians. You have to be able to compartmentalize and be the person that you need to be around your colleagues. Mm -hmm. Well, you face Aaron Rodgers, speaking of him still uh, or transitioning back to him. Four times, you sacked him three times. I think the last time you faced him was 2015. That's your sole win against him. So I'm curious of all the times that you faced him before, particularly even then, how does Rodgers compare then, honestly, to now what you're seeing, at least on the field and on film? Honestly, you know, I'm being honest right here. He <laughs> looks like the same, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He, you know, he's... He's still running around. He's still stepping up in the pocket. He's still extending plays. You know, he's doing, you know, everything that, you know, I've seen him do deep into, uh, you know, his his career now. Like, he looks like the, the same Aaron Rodgers. You know, the, the people around him have changed, obviously. Um, the team, once, I, I don't, I, this is what, A-Rod's, you know, 18th year in the league, 17th year in the league. I don't know, know what gonna, the year is. Things are going to change. Yeah. You know, things are going to change, but he looks exactly the same for me, and that's just, that's my opinion. You know, I'm, I'm going to be rushing the guy. I'm going to be playing against the guy. But he looks exactly, you know, the same as, he, as he's always looked. Well, I would at least say, you know, from a statistical standpoint, it's my job to have those stats. At least his deep ball right now on throws 20-plus yards or more, a little different. He's completing 29% of those in comparison to last year. He's ranked 24th in deep balls right now on that distance. Last year he ranked 14th. However, you did say, uh, talked about, you know, the fact of how you'd be rushing him and things like that. I did see that you said somewhere that sometimes you can spend a whole game trying to lull a quarterback just for one play at the end. So can you just kind of break down or describe your mindset when it comes to your own, can I, should I call it a personal rope-a-dope? Is that what that is? <laughs> you know, I, I like to play offense on defense. Um, mm. You know, I, I, you attack, you attack, you try this play, you try that play. You know, you, you try to... You try to get to the quarterback at this position. You try to, you know, get to the quarterback with this blitz. And all it takes is just that one play to break through. And what makes it different on, on defense and offense, you know, when I get there, I have the opportunity to make a big play, a sack force fumble, a sack force fumble, fumble recovery touchdown. Um, you know, you tip the ball up for one of our, our talented, our all-pro, you know, um, all-pro-pro all pro at, at the back to intercept the ball and take it the distance, you know, so. All it takes is that one play to really change the game. And, you know, that's, that's what I'm setting it up for. That's what I'm going for each and every time. You know, I'm not going to get there every single time. Like, it's just, that's just part of it. They pay these guys, too. I'm not going to be able to get a sack each and every play. But, you know, I, I can do my best to try to affect the game in a, in, a, in a multitude of ways. And that's what I try to do. So, and continuing to speak about Aaron Rodgers, uh, he made some headlines on the, the show that you were just on, Pat McAfee, when he had said this quote, uh, players who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing and maybe guys who aren't playing give them a chance. And then he later added, I don't see why people have problems with things that are truthful. So what I wanted to ask you is, especially being a leader, how do you personally balance being a leader and rallying the guys versus not trying to step on the head coach's toes? And before you answer that, I want you to know that Greg Jennings said, quote, you can't do this. You can't sit on a show and say you should or you shouldn't be playing. But Sammy Watkins was in favor. Now, first and foremost, um, there are many different ways to lead. Mm. You know, and there are many different ways to be effective at leading 
and, and being a captain of your team. And sometimes, um, you know, I know this for a fact, sometimes you can't look for the perfect time to leave. You can't look for the right time to say something. You just got to say it, you know, and, you know, that was one of, that was my message to, uh, to AD last year. You know, it's, it's when you're, when you've put so much into this game, when you're a future hall of famer, when you're the guy like Aaron Rodgers and, and AD, you know, Aaron Donald, like you can't, it's not all about the right time. You know, it's, it's, it's about when you feel comfortable saying something, you say it. Like mm. that's what, that's what makes Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And that's what makes AD, AD, you know, they've earned that right. You know, whenever they get, whenever they feel like saying something, it's not all about the right time or the right place. But Vaughn, right it's not just about the timing. You just, just got to do it. Sorry. And, and, and it's not was, just about I, the timing. You know, was, it's about the fact that he said it publicly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna go to you know I was yeah. I was gonna you know touch yeah. on that. Like I said before, there are multi, there are many different ways to lead, mm -hmm. you know, and there are many effective ways to lead. You know, I'm not we're not in you know the locker room. You know, maybe a, a public call out is what they need to you know to get it going. Um, you know what I believe in. You know, I don't I don't I don't believe in um, you know doing that to my guys. You know, mm -hmm. I don't I don't you know I, I like to pull guys to a side put mm -hmm. to the side or have them come over to my house or me go to their house and you know I put the individual time in with each and every player you know but you you can't say um this is the right time and the right place to say it or do it in public or not do it in public when you've earned that right man to you know to have an opinion when you know what good football looks like when you know what good teams look like you just gotta say it and it's it's not all about the right place or the right time you know me personally no i don't i don't i don't lead that way that's not mm. that's not what i would do but just because um mm. just because i would do something a different way doesn't make it right or wrong Mm -hmm. You know, just because I would approach or do things or say things differently doesn't make it right or wrong for for the other person. You know, like I said before, there are more there are there are multiple different ways to lead. And, you know, my style of leadership, like I like to I like to hang with the guys. You know, I like to know about their kids, you know, where they went to college. You I know, know your agent town. told me you took the uh, the kickers out. Yeah. You, you, you take the special teams guys out, too, to make sure that they yeah. feel included, yeah, I, too. You know. Yeah, I like to, I like to, you know, I like to, you know, spend time and, and really build up that bond and that spirit of decor with, with all of my guys. You know, that's, that's what I do. You know, I'm not really a, you know, a, a, a speech, a speech guy or a preacher guy. You know, I like to pull guys to the side and have one-on-one -on -one look them in the eye. You know, they look me in their eye and I like for them to feel that, that genuine connection that I have with my teammates. I've been on a football team since I was in the fifth grade. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's college. That's college, that's high school, and that's that's 12 years in the NFL. I've been playing football for 24 years. Yeah. I've been on 24, I've, I had 24 different seasons, and I've been on 24 different teams. And, you know, this this is just my style of leadership that, that uh -huh. I've developed over time. And speaking of that, too, when you're just talking about different styles or what have you, another quarterback, Russell Wilson, has been in the news. We know he's a Super Bowl champ, but relative to the fact that the Broncos are 2-5, and five, you know, some of his former teammates have taken the opportunity just to talk about what they feel like is the lack of his relatability. So with that being said, what are some of the things that you feel like make you come across more authentic or what do you need to do so that it does come across more authentically for you? Um, you know, you know, I, I, I know Russ, you know, I've, uh, you know, I spent time with Russ. Um, mm. And that's just that's just that's that's Russ. That's that's who he is. Like, 
just because you know some guy does it this way and another guy does it another way doesn't make it right or wrong. Like I said before, with, with Aaron Rodgers, there are multiple different ways, you know, to get your point across. You know, I, one thing I do know about Russ, I'm not, I haven't played on his team. Yeah. But one thing I do know about Russ, he puts his all into his craft. He he is the first one there. He's the last one to leave. He is a he is a quarterback. He does not leave any stone unturned. You know, and whether that's being you know, relatable to this guy, that guy, you know, at the end of the day, it, it really doesn't matter. He is trying to be the best quarterback that he possibly can for the Denver Broncos. And I'm not in there. I'm not in the locker room and I don't know, but I do know that for a fact. And I do know that he's doing everything that he possibly can to, to turn that thing around. That's what I, that's what I do know about Russell Wilson. And I, and I know this for a fact, whether that's this game coming up versus the Jaguars or later on in the season yeah. or maybe even next year. Yeah. Russell Wilson will be back. You know, he, mm. he's he's shown it. He's done it time and time again. He's having a tough patch right now. The Denver Broncos are having a tough patch. But I believe in Russell Wilson. I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. We had um, – I worked with uh, Trevor Mowat. He was uh, our, our mental coach. He was a mental coach for me. He was a mental coach for Russell Wilson as well. And I know for a fact that Russ, he is going to get that thing turned around, whether that's this this weekend, whether that's later on in the season, or it can maybe even be next year. But – you know, it is going to happen, and, and Russell Russell Wilson, he will be back for sure. Well, Vaughn, listen, they said on the um, trip to London that he spent four of the eight hours, you know, doing all the high knees in the aisle while people were trying to sleep. So while he's doing everything uh, to be quarterback, I know I would have told him to sit his calisthenics uh, butt down and <laughs> stop doing gymnastics while I'm trying to sleep. That's all I would have said, but I, I'm fine with him being uh, a great quarterback extraordinaire, as you're saying. Let's move on to OBJ, somebody who has been your teammate uh, with the Rams, you know, we know, obviously, you spent time out with him in L.A., but what I want to know, too, because I don't even think I know this story, is like, how did y'all get so close even before that? I think, uh, I think it's just, I think, you know, honestly, I think in another lifetime, he was like my brother, for real. Like, mm -hmm. I think in a past life, you know, it's just, you know, you just have those guys that you just come across, you know, and you just... You just get, and they just get you. And I think in a different lifetime, like he, he was like my my blood brother for one hundred percent. You know, um, and I, 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 when we, when I first met him at the Pro Bowl, and I think it was two thousand and fourteen, like we just kicked. I was on the AFC, he was on the NFC, and it just, it just, it just clicked. Like you know, and and um, you know, we spent more and more time together. You know, I got to know his his family, he got to know my family, and when you spend time with guys like that on and off the football field, like it just. It, it just happens like and that's that's been my boy like I don't we don't we've been all across the world together um mm. you know I don't live with him he don't live with me you know we don't we don't share clothes and, and share yeah, shoes clothes. and you know we don't <laughs> like yeah we like yeah we don't share clothes and share shoes and did all the things <laughs> like you know that that she could possibly do to be brothers I don't think I don't even think blood can make us you know any closer and when it comes to um you know him finding a team you know, I've gave him, I've, I've given him the, the Buffalo Bills pitch. Oh, I know I've you given have. Him the bus, the Buffalo Bills pitch, multiple times. But at the same time, you know, that's my brother at the end of the day, and I want him to make the best decision for him. You know, and I, I've, I've, I've laid out, you know, everything that we can do here for the Buffalo Bills for him. Like it, it's, it, it can't get any better. It can't be a better pitch about Buffalo to OBJ. And I think it's just, I think it's just time. You know, and I don't want to, and I don't want to. Um, you know, I, I definitely didn't lie to him about anything that we're doing here or the type of team that we'll be when he, if, if he does or when he does come here. 
I didn't lie to him about anything. I've never lied to him before about anything. And I know, mm. I think he trusts me with that. Mm. But at the end of the day, I want Odell to make the best decision for Odell, whether that's with the Buffalo Bills, whether that's with the Kansas City Chiefs, or whether that's with the New York Giants or the Dallas Cowboys, wherever it may be. Mm. I want Odell to be happy, and I want Odell to make the best decision for Odell. At the same time, I want it to be, I want that decision to be with the Buffalo Bills. I want him to be a part of our organization. I want him to come win with us. But I want him as a brother, as a friend, you know, I want him to make the best decision for, for Odell. He has a young son. You know, he has, he, has a, he has a beautiful family. I want him to make the best decision for him and his son, for sure. Do you think it makes sense for him to come back on a prorated deal this year, you see what I'm saying, versus maybe trying to maximize his value to get a multi-year deal that might be better or gotten in the new league year next year? Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think, you know, for me, um, for me, if like, and I don't, I don't even want to say if I was Odell, but if, you know, if I was in a position to, to you know, to come back from injury, I would want to show like people that I'm still the same guy. You know, I don't think I would want to like, you know, sign like a multi-year deal because I just believe in myself. And I know when I come back and I'm, I'm a ball out and I'm gonna do this and I'm a, and I'm a ball out of the level. And then when, when free agency hits again in March, then I can go get one of those $25 million a year deals. I can go get, one of those superstar deals, because he was on his way to getting, he was on his way to getting one right after the Super Bowl and free agency last year. Yeah, so but I in March, just, the ACL you know, is even more stable. Position. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was trying to be. I, I would want him to. I would want to be in that same position that I was in last year when he first came to the rounds. I would want to just repeat that again. But at the same time, you want security too. You you want you want commitment too. Like, what if something else? What if you know something else happens? Like, so it's two different ways. You you want you want the commitment too, but you want to ball out. And you want to be a free agent, you know, and, and, and strike while it's hot, too, in, in March. So you, you can go both ways with that. And it really just comes down to, you know, whatever Odell wants to do. Last question. And I would say on that really quickly, the contract is a factor and, you know, min, uh, reducing the risk on himself. Lastly, I would say this. If for some reason, and I know that's the goal, the Bills go on and uh, do win the Super Bowl and make you the first player to win a Super Bowl with three different teams, uh, while I know you said you do want to play uh, long and maybe five or six more years, is there any chance with that accolade that you would retire? Nah, I'm gonna go for two. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go for two, and I'm gonna go for three here with the Buffalo Bills. And um, you know, it's no, it's no way that, that I, I, I would retire. Now, this is a six-year deal. You know, I'm trying to get to the end of it. You know, I got kids too. <laughs> you know, I, got, I got kids and I got dreams and I got stuff I want to do too. You know, and you know, I played alone time and I, you know I'm, I'm good well you know it's you could always do a little bit more and you know to, to get you know that whole thing you know I gotta you know I gotta play all six years so you know that's where that's just where it's at for me you know I got a I got a beautiful son and you know he's gonna need golf clubs and, and lunch money and he's gonna need a car when he's he's 13 and 14 and I'm, I want to I want to get I want to start planning for that not only him I got nephews and, and nieces and, and, and little cousins and stuff too so you know, I want to do for I want to do for them like I do for my son, and to do that, you know, I, I got to come back and play. I got to come back and play. <laughs> <laughs> I think your son can do without a car at 13. I think he can ride his Tonka toys and be just fine until he's 16. Von, listen, we appreciate you coming on the crew. That is Bills linebacker Von Miller joining us. We appreciate you being in the building, Von. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all. All right, thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.